This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Gary Hill back with you. Thanks for being here once again. And if my tones are a little different, it's because... I am uh, crouching in a corner at A-Gate at SeaTac Airport. As I record this, I'm getting ready to hop on a flight to Boston to meet the team for the weekend series against the Red Sox. And this is going to be one that is put together on an Alaska Airlines flight. So I hope you enjoy this one as I get stares from people walking by me at A-Gate. So my portion is not going to be very long in this one. But (laughs) I should do a podcast sometime about the podcast in different places where I've done these things and recorded these things. But this is number 400, the 400th edition of the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. So congratulations to you for being here. Thank you. It's very much appreciated. And thanks to everyone who makes this possible. Matt Nelson, Matt Harden, Aaron Goldsmith is such a big help as well. Shannon Dreyer. Rick Riz, Kevin Kremen, Dave Sims, Mike Blowers, the, the whole crew that helps make this happen every single day. I appreciate all the help, and most of all, I appreciate you listening. I was thinking, has, is there anyone out there that has heard at least a piece of all 400 of these? I feel like I owe you something. Dinner, a dollar, I don't know, something. Uh, give me your best estimate. If anyone is anyone in near 400, has anyone heard 400 of these? You know, you can always reach me on Twitter at Gary Hill Jr. You can email me as well, GaryHillPXP at gmail.com. I'd love to know your number or your best guesstimate about how many Seattle Mariner baseball podcasts you've heard. So let's get to the game yesterday. Mariners get a win and a much needed win after losing five in a row scoring one run in each of the five games and boy this is one they needed this is one where the skipper gets tossed the pitch a check swing strike three called heredia is caught looking on a changeup that time from Gio gonzalez who racks up strikeout number eight and now some barking and now scott service just got run from this game service is gone that's a quick hook by Adam Hamari, the home plate umpire. That's a pretty short fuse. Scott Service has made his way out onto the field. He is standing in front of Hamari, right by home plate. Arms out to his sides. He's pleading his case. Not very happy with that strike zone. Now Service pointing back towards the dish. It's one where Ariel Miranda was outstanding. He pitched really well. And it's one where Nelson Cruz came up with the giant blast. It was the big one to give the Mariners the lead and just one they so badly needed. The 2-1. Cruz swings, lifts his high out to center field. Taylor is moving back, moving back, looking up, and this is gone into the red seats out at center field. Three-run homer, Nelson Cruz. A crooked number for the first time in a week. And now Nelson Cruz, 99 
career home runs as a Seattle Mariner. There's a lot more to that. I've kind of been diving into what number 100 will mean, and it's pretty impressive. I'll go into more detail when he does it, but he'll become just the 13th Mariner to hit 100 or more, and he'll be the fastest Mariner to get to 100 home runs. And I'm pretty safe in saying that because it is not close. And again, I'll break it all down when he gets there, but it's pretty cool when he hits one more, which I suspect he'll do this weekend in Boston. He'll have 100 in his very impressive career. So here's what the skipper said after the Mariners salvaged the finale of the series in Washington. Outstanding uh, job by Miranda. You know, really went right after him today and, and uh, you know, I gave up a couple of runs there late, but, uh, you know, it was attack, attack mode. I thought our guys really responded to, you know, a disappointing effort last night and says a lot about our team. And, you know, they rallied together and you know, we got after it. Everybody contributed today. I think it's so important. I think from the defense to the pitching, the number of guys who ran out of the bullpen, big hits by our leaders, and that's what you need to get it turned around. You got that adrenaline of just being in a close game, though. That's got help a little bit, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. We saw the adrenaline spike on everybody today. Uh, myself included um, you know it, it's it is you know it's a competitive game um, and and you know we, we want to play better than we have been and again our players did a great job they responded um, you know we got to hopefully build upon that you know we, we put some crooked numbers up it was really really nice ball game just how much of an uplifting moment was it when, when Cruz hits that ball out I mean like well, that's what Nelson Cruz does for our team. I think from uh, you know from a leadership standpoint, him and Robbie, you know, those are the veteran guys, and you know, to step up there. Robbie, of course, today swung the bat very well, uh, also. So, that's what you need. You know, it's, it's your veteran players that drive the train, and, and our core of guys, you know, they've been through the wars a little bit, um, and they know how valuable even these games in May when you're struggling. It's you, you got to just you got to keep hanging in there, and more important, like I talked about earlier, it's about how we played, and we played how the Mariners played today. For Robbie to miss almost two weeks and then to come back and another two hits today, three hits yesterday. It's a true. Very, brother. very talented. Yeah, he, he certainly is. And and um, you know that, that extra work he's put in to try to get his swing right and feel good at the plate. It's it's paying off. We certainly need him. We're a different club when he's not out there. And he come, coming out, closing out the game. Nice to get him. Obviously, get a safe situation for him to get that nail it down for the first time in two and a half weeks or so. Are you ready to say kind of that he's back in that role? You know, we wanted to work the game today. Uh, if we did have a leave to work him in the ninth inning, um, you know, Mel and I talked it before the game and you know, the key to that is our guys leading up to the ninth inning. We had to go to the bullpen early. Zick was outstanding. Pazos was really good. You know, uh, Vinny and, and Zepp kept him right there. And, you know, it's a cumulative effort. And, and uh, you know, Eddie just happened to be the guy at the end of the day. Uh, we like him in that spot. He's got great stuff. Hopefully he can build on it. How tough a situation is it, not to speak for any other manager, but when you've got a guy like Cruz who, you know, the righty-lefty factor comes in, but he didn't have very good numbers against Geo career to kind of make a decision when it goes against the kind of conventional logic? Nelson's Cruz is our four-hole hitter. And the only reason he played the other night was because, you know, we're in the National League Park. So I'm not too much, I'm not too worried about matchup righty-lefty when he's in the box. I like our chances. Since something like this when things have been going as poorly as they have been, but just like you said, you just need one game, play the game right now. Can that get you going in the right well, I certainly hope so. It's about how we played today. You know, and we can't control the results all the time, but it's about how we go about our business, how our bats. I thought our bats were outstanding today. They, they grinded, they worked the pitch count up on Geo, and then, you know, got into their bullpen. And, you know, eventually it is going to pay off. And, you know, we had opportunities to score more runs than we actually did today, but we had the opportunities, and that's what we haven't had recently. Scott, you seem perplexed when you got ejected. Did you know that you were the one injected in that? Or? Oh, I knew I was the one. Oh, I was <laughs> I, I was yelling the loudest.
loudest. Um, and, you know, it was a game. There was some, you know, some pitches. I thought the, you know, the borderline, the 50-50 pitches today were, you know, he's very inconsistent on, on those. Um, I thought there was a few earlier in the game that, that we barked about, and, and he certainly, you know, thought I was barking the loudest, which, which I probably was. Um, you know, it, it, it happens. Very competitive, and like I said, the adrenaline spikes, and it's a ball game. I thought we were right in it, and every pitch was going to be important. Steve, were, you, were you in here when Cruz hit the home run? Then? Yes, I was in here. What was well, reaction? Very positive. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that can have a tangible impact on the club? You know, oh, our guys joke about it. You know, I think we're two and zero when I got kicked out of games now. So <laughs> uh, they'd like to see it probably happen more. But uh, you know, it, it's not. It's just the, the intensity of the game and what you're trying to do. But the, the focus is our players. Our players responded. They had a really good ball game today. Uh, they they all did their job, and it was a total team effort. And that's that's the thing to focus on. You're on to Boston now to take on the Red Sox for three games. Gallardo gets the ball tonight. Four ten first pitch. Eduardo Rodriguez, the lefty, has been very good for the Red Sox. This season, three and one with a three one zero. Saturday is TBD TBD on both sides of the equation. Although it looks like Brian Johnson is going to go for the Red Sox. That's the rumor anyway. Who was college teammates with Mike Zanino? They played at Florida together. Mike Zanino was his catcher, so that's something to look for. He's just had a couple of starts at the big leagues in his career. TBD for the Mariners as well. It's a one zero five first pitch on Saturday. And then Sunday morning ball, 10:35 first pitch. Bergman against Porcello for Sunday in the three-game series. Yeah, a lot of rain in the Boston area. The weather is pretty ugly. So hopefully uh, the Mariners are able to avoid uh, a lot of rain in the first game of the series. But they got all the games in. So that's kind of the hope for this three-game series against the Red Sox as well. Again, 4-10, 1-0-5, and 10-35 game times for the three-game series. And then on to Colorado, just a brutal trip, and it continues. And the Mariners will see what they can do against the Red Sox. So we have a couple updates for you. We're going to hear from James Paxson. We're going to hear from Steve Ciszek as well. Shana Dreyer, a chance to sit down with both. Also, Tom Pashorek was in town, former Mariner. Rick Riz had a chance to sit down with the former M. Catching up with Steve Ciszek. And, and Steve, first of all, um, you know, great to see you back. This first kind of week for you, what has it been like getting back into games? Um, you know, it's been great getting back into games. You know, this is, you know, what I've, you know, dreamed of doing, right? You know, when I got the surgery done, um, it took a little longer than I wanted to, but, uh, you know, I'm just glad to be back here and be battling with these guys. Process for you. I mean, it kind of continues. You don't come back a hundred percent. You've got to get into a season a little. Yeah, you know, you just you can't just jump right into, you know, being, you know, feeling normal again. You know, it's going to take some time, but I feel like I'm getting closer. I think actually the best thing that's happened is getting called back up because it's actually given me the days I don't pitch is more like rest days, which you don't get rehab and you're always going at it, you know, hard. So it's actually I think I've hit another you know level of feeling better. So. Um, you know, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm ready to pitch. You know, it's just going to take some time before my velo is back up where it should be. But good to be in regular routine. Yeah, definitely good to be in a regular routine um, and not flying all over, you know, Texas and, uh, <laughs> you know, all of the central, you know, central states. So uh, re- re- playing rehab games, I mean. So it's just good to be back with these guys. And, uh, you know, this is, you know, what I get paid to do. And you obviously are hoping to get into a game today. It's been a rough stretch for you guys. Yeah. A little bit of a reset after last night. Definitely a reset after last night. You know, we just got together as a team just to encourage each other. And, uh, you know, we're feeling pretty good about today. You know, today's going to be a little show and go since they bumped the game up just to sometimes you 
when you have like a show and go, you show up to the ballpark and just play the game, it takes all the thought out of your mind and you just go out there and compete and feeling fresh. So hopefully that's going to work out for us today. When you have those meetings, what does it do for you if it comes from the players? Yeah, you know, it just it re- rejuvenates you. You know, it's, ultimately we're a family here. You know, we're a bunch of brothers. And, uh, you know, when things are going south at some point, you need to put your foot down and say, you know, let, you know, kind of encourage each other to pick it back up. You know, there's obviously more that goes into a meeting. But um, for us, like you said, the reset button is a good way to put it. You know, we're looking forward to just forgetting about what's been going on the past few days. And, you know, to be honest, it's not going to get any easier. You know, as a Nationals baseball team, we have one game today. Great. As you can see, they're a great club. You know, Boston's a good club and Colorado. So right now, you know, we reset and play some good baseball for the rest of this road series. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go well for us when we go back home. Not bad to start with Miranda on the hill. He's been a nice eye-opening performance from a young guy who really kind of had to step up this year. Yeah, and, you know, for the most part, he's been pretty consistent. You know what you're going to get out of him. Um, and uh, he's he's pitched well. Even at the end of last year, he was huge for us. You know, when we were fighting for that playoff race, you know, he was just pounding the strike zone, going deep into the games when, you know, when he was allowed to. And, um, you know, this year has been pretty much the same. You know, this is who we want on the mound to be able to reset for sure. Yesterday, you were a part of a group that went to Walter Reed. And uh, just uh, I've been there before myself. It's an amazing experience to walk in and to see the soldiers and, and what they've been through and what they're going through now and, and coming out on the other side. What does that do for you? I mean, you know, it, it does a lot for us. I mean, we when we have opportunities like that, you know, you really want to jump on them. You know, those guys you risk their life and just for our freedom here in this country. And they go out and go into incredible circumstances that we can't even fathom. So for us just to get up a little bit earlier in the morning to go out there and be an encouragement to them, like it's a no-brainer. You know, we, we have to do that type of stuff. And that's something that, you know, I just, you know, all of us, we were talking about it, actually, we just enjoy doing. You know, just those guys out there, you know, they've lost limbs. I mean, you, you see it all, basically. And, and all they want to do is just, you know, come up there and tell you their story and just hang out with you and chat. And uh, for us to be able to do something like that, something small, sign some autographs here and there, but really just to talk with the, the men and women that serve our country is, is phenomenal. What jumps out at you from the conversations? Um, you know, they're... I guess what jumps out is just, I would like to say bravery, but that'd be too obvious. But uh, specifically, one guy we were talking to yesterday, he lost his leg uh, in Syria. And um, he's like, he's laughing about it. You know, he's like, I'm a two time offender. Usually, when you're a two time offender, you want to be winning the lottery. And we're like, you know, we're just, oh, that's funny. And it's like, and then he showed us the scar from his last, you know, last, you know, fight he was in. And I think he said, I, uh, Man, I can't remember where he said, but I mean, he's like laughing about it, showing us the scars, and, and he's like, yeah, it just happens, you know. We, just, you know, he loves what he's, he does. It's just, it's just a dangerous thing. It's, what, the way we look at it as being civilians isn't the same as they look at. It. Mm-hmm. They enjoy what they do, just like we enjoy playing baseball, which, which blows my mind. So I'm thankful for them. You know, they're obviously the real heroes in this country, and so again, for us to be able to go out there and encourage them it meant a lot. I'm glad you were able to go, Steve. Thank you. All right, thank you. The southpaw said, and the one zero pitch on the way. Blower swung on and belted deep to right, and that will fly away. And Mike Flowers has just tied the all-time RBI mark for a Mariner. Eight RBIs in one game, and he and AD are now in the book side by side. Mike, let's go back to the Kingdom on this day in 1995, Mariners versus the Red Sox, and. All a young Mike Flowers did was go four for five. I don't know what happened in that fifth at-bat. Eight RBIs, Mike. Some serious flower power that day. What do you remember the most? 
that I had a chance to hit for the cycle, and I had to do a double play, <laughs> just so you know what happened in that last at bat. Um, it, it was a great day. It was a day where I came into that game really struggling. Um, and I can remember for us as a team, we were struggling a little bit offensively, especially Tino and I both. And um, remember having a few conversations with Lou in his office about it. So I knew that for myself, I had to get it going here soon. Um, they had a lefty on the mound starting that day. I, I knew that I would be in the lineup, which I was. The funny part to that day, though, was I, I actually came up to, with the bases loaded twice in that game. Uh, the first time, I believe, I doubled. And then the next time that I was supposed to go up there, they brought in Alejandro Pena. I don't know if you remember Alejandro Pena, right-hander, threw hard. Um, but Lou, as I'm walking to home plate, Lou comes out of the dugout in the kingdom, and his head is down. And I'm not sure what he is going to do, but he obviously wants a conversation with me. And he asked me a pretty simple question, Aaron. He said, are you ever going to get a hit off of a right-handed <laughs> pitcher this year? <laughs> and, I, and I looked at him, and I said, yep, I'm going to make that happen right now. Because I think at that time I was like 0 for 20 off of righties. I said, I'm going to make that happen right now, Lou. And he looks at me, and he goes, if you do, I'll buy you a steak dinner. And turned around and walked back in the dugout. Ended up hitting a triple off the center field fence to drive in three runs. So I, I'll never forget that. I remember that like it was yesterday. Um, and Lou probably <laughs> – had come out of the dugout to talk to me in my, my time in Seattle. He probably had done that three or four times. But in that situation, at that moment, are you ever going to get a hit off of a right-hander? <laughs> and we, we left out the, one of the important parts of this story, story rather that your eight RBIs, that ties a club record for most ribbies in a single game with Alvin Davis and also Mike Cameron in his four-home run performance. When Going back to the conversation, when Luke came out and said that, did did that have an effect of loosening you up a little bit? I mean, did you see the humor in that at the time, or was this more of a, oh, my gosh, now I need to get a hit. I really need to get a hit. It, it was one of those those things, Aaron, where he said it to me, and I and I ended up getting a wry smile on my face because it was kind of funny. <laughs> and, and, I, and I told him that I was going to make that happen right now. And then as I was walking to home plate, I thought, I better make that happen right now. <laughs> so there was a little pressure involved in that. But that was Lou. He, he, like I said, he did that a number of times uh, with me in my career. And I wasn't the only one. There's a number of guys. But I remember that. And sometimes in this game, Aaron, it's something I've talked about over the years. You have to have one of those days just to kind of get you going. Um, and, and that was the day for me. It ended up being my best season overall. Uh, it was the most fun I ever had playing that year. But up to that point, there was a lot of stress involved. So I was glad to do it. I was glad to have that day. Um, anytime you're mentioned with Alvin Davis and Mike Cameron, that's a good thing. Uh, but I, I remember it well. And, and of course, I, I loved playing for Lou. And that was, that was a pretty interesting moment overall. And the 22-ounce bone and ribeye medium rare, has that been on a plate in front of you ever, Mike? Or is this still pending? <laughs> no. Lou's the best. And, and it's great. And I, I think I, I, I was hoping that it wasn't going to be the whole cow like Junior gave to Lou in his <laughs> office. Um, and it was. And so it, it all worked out in the end. And like I said, it was one of the best days of my career. Catching up with James Paxson, who's on the trip, getting ready for his rehab assignment this week, but also had the opportunity to participate in something uh, very neat and very worthwhile this morning. You were with the group that went to Walter Reed Memorial Hospital and, and met with a, a bunch of the soldiers. Yeah, you know, that was uh, that was really cool. It was, uh, you know, very humbling to meet those people and the work they're doing there. And uh, we had the opportunity to meet some guys and girls that were uh, rehabbing there and kind of saw the process and uh, 
you know, great facility they have there. Um, it was just really cool to talk to some of those people and get their stories and what they've gone through and everything like that. Yeah, I got to do it a couple of years ago, and a lot of them, what they are able to do with the prosthesis and the therapy, it's got to be inspiring to see what these people have done. It is, you know, it's really amazing. And uh, to see what those people have gone through, you know, it really just uh, sets home that uh, freedom isn't free, you know, and these people are out there uh, working hard for us and putting their lives in the line and uh you know they injure, injure themselves and um you know they're doing a they're doing a great job there at walter reed kind of getting them back to uh, as normal as they can be was there a story that particularly jumped out at you um you know there's just a bunch of them i talked to about five people um when we went over to the rehab clinic and uh they were all in really good spirits you know which is really fun to see uh you know good attitudes about what they're doing and stuff and the workouts they're doing um just just really enjoyed uh meeting those people i remember the gym they're athletes of different sorts yeah absolutely you know there were uh we met a couple guys uh, when we were doing the signing. Um, one was a uh, bodybuilder, and another one was, I believe, like a wrestler or something like that. They had some sort of league there, and man, some of those, some of those guys are built. Yeah, it's great that you took time out. It was, you know, for people to know, you guys had to get up early. It was a long drive, but a bunch of you did it. We did. You know, it was a good turnout, and uh, I know everyone that went really enjoyed their time there. Fantastic. And now you're back on the baseball field, and you've really amped up the baseball activity of late. Looks like you are ready. You've done your last bullpen, and you're ready to go on Friday for the rehab start. Yep, ready to get back at it. Uh, really excited to get back on the mound in some game situations. Um, yeah, so Friday will be great for me, a little tune-up to uh, get ready to come back out here and uh, help the team. So double-A Arkansas, it sounds like? Yes, double-A Arkansas. That'll be uh, where I'm going. <laughs> have you been to Arkansas before? <laughs> I have not, but I've heard it's the home of uh, Drew Smiley, so I was asking him a little bit about where to go and... Uh, he didn't have too much for me, but, uh, you know, he said, pitch your game and come back and meet us in Boston. So that's my plan. I think that actually sounds like a good plan. I mean, say hi to everybody, but get back as soon as you can. Absolutely. What is it that you look for in this outing? Uh, I just want to feel good, feel healthy, um, be able to uh, put a little bit on my fastball, you know, in the game and uh, kind of test that out a little bit as well as uh, get some breaking balls over for strikes and move my fastball around a little bit, get to both sides of the plate and uh, up and down just to really kind of prime myself for that outing that's going to come up here uh, with the Mariners. What have you been able to get in the last week? You know, it's been a lot of progression the last week. Uh, getting to the bullpens and having that feel good was a real big positive for me. Um, you know, really happy with how they've gone and how my arms responded the day after to those bullpens. I haven't had any uh, lingering soreness or pain, so that's been really good news. Uh, you know, workouts are going well, staying in shape, so I'll be able to jump right back out there and be where I was. Be a guy that'll go down and uh, try and take care of the kids down there a little bit when you're there oh yeah absolutely you know i'll make sure they get fed and uh, get a good meal in them and uh just talk to some guys and um see how they're doing down there answer any questions they may have about uh the big leagues just pitching in general you know obviously i'm not gonna be able to offer much on the hitting side but uh as far as pitchers go i'd be and I'm looking forward to seeing some of those guys down there and talking to them about how their seasons are going so far. Absolutely. I'm sure they'll appreciate having you there, and we'll appreciate having you back next week. James, thank you. Thank you. Chance to visit with Tom Peshorek broadcasting uh, with the Chicago White Sox, but in the early days of the franchise in 1978, 79, 80, and 81, wore a Seattle Mariners uniform. And, Tom, thanks a lot for joining us. What was it like throwing out the ceremonial first pitch uh, in this series? 
It's great. What a great honor. You know, I, I, I just happened to be in town with the White Sox subbing for uh, Steve Stone. And when Bob Grimm called me and asked me if I would be able to do these games, I said, are you kidding me? Go to Seattle. It's my, my, one of my favorite places on earth. And I, and I have to say that the Mariners and the White Sox were my two favorite teams to play for. Even though they were different parts of the country, the, uh, the, just the fun element of, of the game was really enhanced in both of those places. And uh, just loved, loved, loved Seattle, too. You had as much fun as anybody who ever put on a Mariners uniform. What was it like for you in 1978-79-88-81? What do you remember about those years as a Seattle Mariner, Tom? You know, I can't believe it was almost 40 years uh, since I, I last put on a Mariner uniform. But I remember the early years that we were in charge. The players were pretty much in charge of the PR department. <laughs> and we made all the commercials, you know, uh, yeah. the, the funny nose glasses one. And a bunch of other guys were very good at the commercials. Uh, Lenny Randall made, made some. Yeah. Bhakti and all the guys uh, were were very uh, knew what we had to do. You know, I remember going into Fred Myers and sitting in the frozen food department <laughs> and trying to give away stuff to some of the fans that weren't really receptive to us. So we put our best foot forward in trying to put the team uh, ahead of ourselves, and we knew that uh, that this was going to be an excellent franchise someday. And we were, we hopefully we were going to be part of the building part of the uh, the Seattle Mariners to what they are today. It is a very good franchise. That was the genesis of the great commercials that we have. Now you still have those funny nose glasses on you right now, don't you? I do. And then it wasn't too long ago, you and I did a uh, an Elvis Presley uh, night commercial, didn't we, with the wigs? That was infamous, wasn't it? How it was. good were we? We were outstanding. <laughs> I don't... Regrets. I've had a few, but then again. I thought it was great. I don't know if anybody else did, and you did as well, but uh, it was fun. And you know what I really enjoyed was that, was that year that we did that commercial for Elvis is uh, when I was had the privilege of being uh, on a part of your broadcast team yeah. for 22 games in which we won 20 of them. Yeah. To work with you and Dave Niehaus was really a, a thrill for me. And, and God bless the Dave. I know he's looking down on this uh, event with a big smile on his face because he's one of my, uh, my favorite human beings ever. And we lost him way too young. Great yeah. guy, too. He was and just a great broadcaster. I, remember, I do remember that Dave was with us through the, the lean years. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, I said to him, Dave, what is your all-time record as a Seattle Mariner announcer? And he said to me, he said, Wimpy, if we win every game for the next four years, we'll be at 500. He made the broadcast fun during those lean years, one of the greatest of all time. But let's talk about your career, because you had a special night and then a night after that uh, in May of 1981, you guys are playing the New York Yankees at the Kingdom, and you hit a walk-off home run against Ron Davis, outstanding reliever for the Yankees. The next night, you do it again, another walk-off home run against Ron Davis. What do you remember about those two nights' back-to-back walk-off home runs against well, New York? Here is the line by Rudy Bay and the two-strike delivery on the way. A fastball swung on and felt it deep to left center. Back on the ball is Mumphrey to the warning track. The wall! It's gone! It's over! Tom Kershawik wins it with a home run! One pitch to Pesharek. Fastball swung on and belted to left. Winfield locks up. The Mariners win it again. It will fly away. Oh, my. I don't believe it. 
Well, it was May 9th and 10th, Rick, and actually the first one I was leading off the uh, the ninth inning was against Rudy Rudy May, and so that was a walk off, and it was a big thrill for me because it was our biggest crowd. I think it was bat night, and so that was that was a great uh, event. And the next day, the same opportunity presented itself against Ron Davis. Oh. Now I remember Lenny Lenny Randall worked a walk. He worked about a 10 pitch walk, and I looked down in the Yankee bullpen, and there was Goose Gossage with smoke coming out of his ears. <laughs> He's ready to come into the game. So I, when Lenny walked, I sprinted up to the plate hoping that Gene Michaels, who was the manager, didn't have Goose ready. So please don't bring in Goose. I don't want him. So anyway, he threw me a fastball. I was able to hit it out of the ballpark. And I was with, I think it was a two or three one walk off off of Ron, whom he had, he had struck me out early in the ballgame. Now, this is when relievers were pitching three and four innings at a time. And he just happened to be there in the ninth inning. Now, that was great, too. And, you know, big fan reception and stuff like that but the next night the exact opportunity presented itself with Goose Gossage on the mound three nights and I don't know if you remember it was 410 out to center field at the game I hit it right to the wall so it was almost three (laughs) nights in a row but that would have been too much to comprehend I would have had a heart attack or something but that was a that was a great weekend I I, I'll never forget it and it was so much fun to be uh to be a part of that and I I think the Seattle fans really enjoyed it too well in about the first 10 years of the history of the franchise that was one of the greatest moments, you know, <laughs> in the early days of the history of Seattle Mariners baseball. And Tom Peshork, you were such a big part of it in the early days. You made it fun. And uh, many, many thanks for joining us here on our 40th anniversary season interviews. Thanks, Rick. It's so great to be back in the great city of Seattle. You know, and the one thing I could say about having fun, you know, Tommy Lasorda injected in us when I came up in baseball that you don't work baseball, you play baseball. And I think yeah. I'd love to get that message out to all the kids out there and just uh, have fun playing the game and, and don't work at it too much. Play it. You played it. You had a great time. You had a lot of fun. Juan Peru, Tom Peshork, thanks a lot for being our guest. Thanks, Rick. Here is the wind by Rudy Bay and the two-strike delivery on the way. A fastball swung on and belted deep to left center. Back on the ball is Mumphrey to the warning track. The wall. It's gone. It's over. Tom Peshork wins it with a home run. Three to two. Mumphrey.